welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Um, I am joined today by the ever so lovely Dez. Hello. And I suppose he's lovely, Conrad. Hello. Oh, he's being grumpy now, look. Hello, hello. Oh, now he's been cheery. Oh, I can't cope with the mood changes. I think it's Alzheimer's. Someone stole his bagel, I think. <laughs> I think they did. So, we left off talking to Des, uh, where Des had explained how his new game, Roots of, The Roots of Magic, yeah. works. Uh, so hopefully now you've all got a, an idea of where Des is going. What I'm interested in is what it's taken him to get to where he's got to. Because <laughs> it seems like you've done quite a lot of work, Des. Sure have, sure have. Oh, see, he sounds tired now, doesn't he? It's it's the the pressure of what he's created is 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 wearing now. So I suppose the question are, the questions I've got are: Where do you want to get to, and what's it taking you to get to where you are now? Okay. Um, where I would like to get to is something is somewhere that I think everyone that's ever invented a game wants to get to. I just want to be in the position where I see people, you know, maybe randomly I come across a game store and I see people playing, playing the game that I created and that, that they're, they're enjoying themselves. Right. I think most people that have been involved in miniatures games for as long as we all have realizes that there's not, a huge amount of money to be made necessarily uh, except with a few exceptions in this particular business so it's a, it's kind of a love thing i love gaming i love miniatures games especially and for years and years i've always been happy to give my opinion even when it hasn't been asked about what what's the problems of a game what's the benefit of a game and you know eventually over time you realize that you have to put your money where your mouth is at some point Okay, if if I complain about something, if I say, well, that isn't as I expect, then really I have to give it a try as well. And where I am right now is somewhere where I have a lot more respect for people that make games than, <laughs> than maybe I used to. Because um, obviously I, I came into this thing as a bright-eyed, oh, that would be a really good idea, and you know the, the emergence of crowdfunding sites of have suddenly created the ability to to get some capital injected in order to to do things maybe the way that people would like to do them without having to compromise too much or um, get go into business with too many people or lose a kidney or well I already lost one sorry um, <laughs> lose my other kidney um, I now have a much better idea than I did when I started with the ideas about exactly what is going into such a game so Really, what I would hope to to be doing in, in the next few months is to continue um, sourcing art, which I've almost got all of the art that I need at the moment, continue to um, get sculpts done. And again, I've got almost all the sculpts I, I need to be done at, at this particular point uh, to continue working on my rules for, for playtesting, to get much more design work done along the lines of these cards. And what that's all going to lead to is a crowdfunding exercise. Um, I have a day job, and that day job is a very fun day job, and, and it gets me the things I want to do, and allows me the luxury maybe to to start 
designing a game and trying to get a game out there, but it doesn't do well enough for me to make a complete game or the game as I would like it to be if I had the funds that I, I thought were needed. So what I'm doing up to a certain point is I'm funding from my own uh, account, my own job, the creation of all of the six wizards for the six factions, for um, the cards and tokens that will be necessary to play the game with it, um, and anything else that will pertain particularly to those six wizards. And I've even created a, a, a quick play slash learn to play scenario specifically for wizards to duel other wizards, uh, which don't include the other models. Uh, that's because I need I need the help of backers in order to fund the creation of the company models that go with the wizard. So I have I have the ideas for them, and in, in some cases I even have a little bit of art for them. And most of them have their rules written as well, or at least I know exactly what they'll plan to do with their wizards. But to get the art for the ones I don't have, to get the sculpts, to get them cast. Uh, 3D printed first and then cast because I I use a digital sculpt and 3D printing to create master molds. Well, I don't I don't do it personally, but that's the people that I'm working with. Um, it, it all costs a lot, and to give a as good a shot at, at developing a game that is enjoyable, that is has its own unique charm. I think I'll need to do that. But that being said, even before we get to that point. I'll release the rules for just playing your 30 minute to 45 minute, depending on how slow you are. Um, wizard by wizard jewel, just so people can see the quality of what I'm trying to output without necessarily having to give me more than a moment of their time. Will that allow them? Will that be an open beta as well, to a certain extent? Uh, or you, would you hope for that to be? Ab- absolutely. Uh, um, I've one of the main things I've learned is that. Trying to do playtests um, on on a promise is is a very difficult and uh, frustrating thing. You know, lots of people think it's a good idea to to playtest, and if they're not being paid for it, real life gets in the way, and it not maybe not enough gets done, or not as much as you want. So, if anything, the the recent Kickstarters that have 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 been popular have shown that involving people in the game at a pre-final product stage is of real benefit because you're going to find things that even if you had you know 10 people sitting in a room focusing intently on it someone they were going to miss it and so i would definitely want people to be part of a beta phase and and after the alpha's done which you know we've been playing quite a few games of it and i'm pretty happy with how it's going i'd certainly release the rules and some sample cards and and hopefully i can maybe even get a little bit of artwork that people can print out and and, and fashion into little cardboard guys or girls, and, and do it that way. Cool. And um, I mean, this isn't something that you, I'm guessing, isn't something that you do as your day job. You know, as in your day job, day job, day job. So some of the skills for um, for, for for doing this, you don't necessarily possess. So. I mean, indeed, indeed. Not... How, how how did you go about doing something as, as simple as finding artists? I know Google is a great thing, but is it's... it simply a matter of doing that? Or... Uh, well, in the way I did it, which I'm not saying is the, is the best way, and people should copy that. You know, I'm sure there are much better ways out there. But I basically did did the 
the gumshoe work. I spent many hours researching, firstly, other other games, um, more uh, more accurately, other games that had gone through similar uh, crowdfunding um, mechanism, mm-hmm. and. I try to look around at a more general level with crowdfunding, the kind of pitfalls that incorporate there. So I I spent all the time at the beginning of the game when I knew I had a game in my head because, as I said before, it's about a world that has existed for a long time. And I always thought, yeah, maybe I should make a little game about that world. Um, So I I, I researched a lot about that and then I went to places like DeviantArt and other websites and I, I just spent hours, days creating a, a list of all of the people I thought matched the style that I want, want it to be. And I think if you, if you look at the art style for The Roots of Magic, the art is obviously it's good quality. Many people have good quality art, but it's a very particular expressive style yes. that, that blends realism, especially in faces and things like that, with the fantasy aspect of magic, which is obviously completely fictitious, you know, and... I was looking for a very particular style of artist that could pull that off. And hopefully, I, I hope people will agree that I found it. Um, so that's how I did the art. I, I made a big list. I contacted every single person on that list, many of whom didn't get back to me because they must have thought, oh, not another designer of something coming out of the woodwork. Um, but I was very lucky and, and um, found a few good men and women as such. Cool. And um, and where are you at with? Because um, I've noticed on the on the website that you've got um, a print reveal, for instance, for uh, for one of the figures. For sure. So of the six wizards, I have art for all of them, and I had that for some time. But I'm releasing it very slowly to keep people's interest uh, for longer. Um, I have sculpts for four of the six wizards, and the other two are currently being worked on. And I've only released, I think, two of those so far. The renders for that, and. Um, I've had two or three, I think three now, wizards printed. So from the 3D render into a 3D printer, ready to help make the master mold. And so far, two wizards have been cast, but I was supposed to get them delivered today, and unfortunately they weren't. So I can't say that I have them in hand, and they don't they look wonderful. But you know, I think the reveal of the printed model, which should inform the cast model, as accurately as possible, people will agree that that the quality of of the of the replication of the three D render is excellent. You know what you are seeing in the render is basically what you are getting in the model. Yeah, because I, I did have a hand in that, so uh, you did. I, I can. Uh, let's, I can let's be say, honest. I can say that uh, the figure is lovely. Yeah, and you know one of the overriding things that I want to do, and I'm I'm sure every game designer says this, but you know, there are lots of games out there, and I'm in the camp that says the more the better, because people it's good for people to have choice. You know, we all started in a time where maybe there were only one or two big games that everyone played. There wasn't that much choice. And now we live in, you know, what Mike said earlier, the golden age of gaming, where there's a kind of unparalleled choice. But as a way to differentiate, along with the background, which, you know, it's about wizards, so... There have been games about wizards before, and there'll be games about wizards afterwards. Has some unique mechanical features, but in terms of the the look, I wanted it to be very polished and a high quality. So that will carry through in the art, in the sculpts, and in the final models and cards and all of the other paraphernalia that will go with playing the game. I think if you're going to to crowd sourcing, you know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, whatever, and if you have 
stuff ready and it is um it says quality you know whether it be the artwork or the ideas or or even the game itself because you can be missing a part of that but as long as you have got something there or the majority of it says quality um that to me means that uh, people hopefully will back something you know i hope so and i mean to get quality you can you can be lucky and come across the right artist or sculptor or, or caster at the right time, but it, it's a lot of trial and, eff, and error basically to to get something of a certain quality that you believe people will warm to and that they'll be enthused about. You know, it's a lot of work on the design end as I've now found trying to you know because I, I had a lot of artists at one point and. I commissioned lots of different pieces of art and some of those artists really delivered in a big way and some of them delivered in an average way over a long time and some of them delivered terribly over over a long time. So to get to the point that I'm at now with the quality of, of renders, of art, of models, of the, the graphical illustration of the game, it was a lot of effort, you know, some of which... I made myself because I, I write the story for the game and I obviously kind of project manage all of the things going together. Um, and some of it was obviously the hardworking and very talented team of people I've got helping me create the game. But in terms of feeling the pain of all of those, those uh, alleyways that didn't go anywhere, uh, that was mine alone, I, I think. And uh, that's really kind of taught me a lot about how these games are are created and how they gestate and how they eventually come to come to us the public when we want to we want to buy into them because i mean the the art that you've revealed so far is it by the same artist it is i, I tried to be unified at this point because I, I want to set a a feeling when people look at the the art that they, they know oh this must be from the roots of magic because it's got a very particular style yes that's so all by one particular artist from malaysia very talented fellow called daniel Cameroodin, i think that's how you probably pronounce his name. Um, there is other artwork, and I've got a number of other artists working on various things, but at the mo moment I want to set kind of a unified feel by having portraits of all of the wizards come out, and, and there's, you know, they're very good quality, so it's certainly not a bad thing to do. Well, that sort of branding or that sort of imagery, I mean, <clears throat> if, you, if you take something that we, we all are familiar with from a, from a Kickstarter point of view and, and how that's gone on Guild Ball, it, it had a feel and look about it, you know, They've used a particular art style, a particular artist, and it's been consistent throughout sort of thing, you know? Absolutely. And as I said earlier, I did research other uh, Kickstarter games. Guild Ball was one of them to get an idea of, you know, what people enjoyed and what people got on board with and, and maybe things that being a good idea or not, people maybe didn't get on board with. And mm. I, I tried to learn from it where possible and where it was, you know, my limited intelligence was able to latch onto it. But it's, I'd like to kind of say that it's not, I don't have the luxury of it being 2011, 2012 anymore. Kickstarters don't just, you know, don't get, get money given to you because of an idea. You kind of have to show what you can do a bit more, which is a good thing because people have got much more, will get much more of a guarantee about the kind of thing that they'll be receiving. Yeah, it's matured a lot, hasn't it? The, I think the, so. The, certainly the backer has matured, the backers have matured from experience, you know. The, the two year wait for for and there's still stuff out there that you have to wait that sort of time for but um... Kingdom Death <laughs> <laughs> now you know why it's called Kingdom Death yeah I think I think it's in, I think it's interesting listening to you though Des and I mean 
I should have said this at the front. I know Des a very little bit. Conrad knows Des a lot more than I do. Um, you know, we've talked a couple of times in the past. I think we've met once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that struck me during the whole of this conversation is that unlike other pre-kick, pre-Kickstarter games, if you will, that we've had on the show, talking about it, you've taken all of this on yourself. Yes. This is, you know, this is this is you. I mean, even, you know, back in the day when we talked with um, the Gilbore boys, you know, there's two of them. That's that's half the work each. Um, we talked with um, the chaps from Paranoid Miniatures just before we took our, uh, our summer hiatus. There's five of them, who, you know, splitting up the game between them. You've taken everything on yourself. <laughs> and it, you know, it's 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 it it staggers me because that's that's a massive amount of work. I mean, we've talked on this show before that Conrad and I have batted ideas for games around, and you know that there's two again, there's two of us, and it, we're still you know we still get daunted by the amount of work. How have you found, given the fact that you you have a real job and real life as well, and family? Yes. Oh, you have. Oh, see. I didn't. That I didn't know. So, how do you find the time to do it all? Yes, I, I must admit to a, a certain amount of naivety when when I went into this. I thought, well, you know, how hard can it be? Um, well, I have two jobs and a ten-month-old daughter. To, is the answer to the the question <sighs> that I never asked. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of checking. There's a lot of liaising. There's a lot of uh, being the middleman, being the creative art director. Do I like this? Do I not like that? Having to explain any feedback I, I give in, in very particular detail, because otherwise someone might spend a day working on something that you didn't want, and, and that will be time and money that will be wasted on both sides. So there's a lot of project management to it. And at the same time, I do all of the other little little jobs. Like I write the stories for the game because I I really enjoy writing stories. Um, I speak with all the artists. I regularly have meetings with them to talk about the feel of a character and give them some backstory to help them uh, produce better work. And the same for the sculptors. I have to liaise with the the casting team, giving them an idea on the kind of parameters that I want set, trying to work out exactly how long it takes to get from for example, a concept of a, of a, of a guy to an actual printed model so that when I get to the Kickstarter level, I can, I can be honest about how long it takes and then factor that into whatever amount I'm doing. So there's so many jobs that I probably couldn't even remember to list here if, if you ask me that, that I have to take on board. But I will say it's actually quite fun as well. So I'm not going to complain about it because this is, a, this is a passion piece. I'm doing it because I love games. I want to show to people that, you know, I can make a game as well that I think people will enjoy, and I hope that they will agree with that. And this is, in effect, my second child. You know, I had two <laughs> two, two children in the last year, and this is this is the one that's you know taking a long time to give birth to. I mean, I must say, I didn't have to give birth to the other one, which was convenient. But uh, you know, I really love it, and I love things about it. Of course, there are days where I, you know, I'll things don't go right. Like today, I was really looking forward to getting the casted models in hand so I could you know, do a little victory dance or something. They didn't come. I got a bit upset about that. Uh, but, you know, as soon as that happens, I can go talk about the game with someone that, that has already gone onto the Facebook page or maybe on a forum, and they will say something like, oh, I really like that. And it's a little shot in my arm immediately 
dispersing any of those feelings. So, you know, it has an energy of its own, which has allowed me to do both jobs and look after the help look after the baby as well. So, you know, I would advise others if you're thinking of doing it, it, it does cost some money for sure. And that, that is a that's going to be a blocker for some people. And I understand that. But if you think you can do it, why not give it a try? Because it's actually quite a lot of fun. And although I don't know yet because I've not created a, a finished product, product as such the feeling that i'll get when i see someone playing it randomly that will basically make everything worthwhile that that's my feeling i think i think the other thing to um uh say is that you have got um people play testing the game yes uh, am i allowed to say that i have may have uh, play tested it as well uh, well you just, you just I, have. I don't have mind control powers so just said it I I have had a game. Um, I was very cynical about taking on a new game system. I'm yeah. very cynical about playtesting anyway at the moment because time is very valuable. Um, yeah. I sat down last week only with Des and had a go at the game, and I enjoyed it. I think the the ideas, the rule set, the the, the game has legs, basically, and, and I was surprised. I have to admit, I was surprised. Um, not surprised that Des couldn't do something like that, but the fact that I did enjoy it to the extent of taking on some of the stuff or trying to help Des out a little bit with some of the stuff that he's doing. Um, in the background, uh, me being me, and you know this as well, Mike, but I have been... Uh, talk to about some of the artwork and some of the stuff and try to um, give my... Because it's very hard doing this on your own, as, as Des said. Um, so anyone that he's got around him or any friends that you've got around you um, that you can bounce ideas off or get a second opinion on is is, is help, helpful as well. Oh, it's not only helpful, it's invaluable. Yeah. Right? If, if it was down to me to make every decision the game would probably sell to me alone. <laughs> you know, sometimes you've, you've got to say, I've made this decision. What do you think about that decision? Is it something that inspires you as much as it, it does me? And and some, you have to accept when people say, no, I don't know what you're talking about there, get rid of it. You know, you have to, you have to be, you have to accept that kindness as such, even though it feels like cruelty and, and chop that bit of the game off and then make it even better for other people, not just yourself. I like the sounds of it, I must admit. Um, it, you're, I think you're right. I think when you were describing the battle between Saruman and uh, Gandalf in the tower, um, there is a lot in that battle that is, you know, just gestures and things happen, and you, you sort of get the idea um, that there's actually a massive amount of stuff happening that you, with your mortal eyes, can't see. And certainly from what you've just, how you described it, that's the sort of feel that I'm getting for the game. I'm looking forward to seeing what, where it goes for ne next and, you know, when it gets to Kickstarter or Indiegogo, whichever, you know, sort of route you go down. Um, is that, is that your, your current end point is 
let's get to Kickstarter, see what people think about it, and then make a decision about where you want to go next? Or do you think, okay, I'll take it to Kickstarter. If it doesn't work in Kickstarter, I'm still going to continue to work on it. I'm just going to continue to work on it at a, a slower pace because this is, you know, as you said, this your second child. I would say the answer was the latter, with a caveat. So if if it does go to crowdfunding, as, as is my current plan, and there is still a reasonable interest, even if it doesn't necessarily make its target or, or something goes awry that I have, can't currently foresee, if I deem that, you know what, there might be some legs in it in a small way, I will keep doing it myself. Because I'm going to keep going until I've done... I, I can say to myself when I look in the mirror, you did everything you could, you made the best you could, you tried the best you could to market it and to get people enthused. And if it doesn't work, I'll be honest and, and maybe draw a line under it. But until that point, I will always work at it myself. And, and it will take longer time because the funding is for the, the amount that's required. It, it takes a long time to accrue, but uh, I will certainly try to do that. Awesome. So will you come back on when you're ready to go to Kickstarter? Oh, for sure. Brilliant. Connor, did you have anything else to say? No, I'd say watch um, watch this space. If you want to learn more about the Roots of Magic, where would you where would you go to, Des? Uh, well, at the moment, I try to direct everyone to social media because that seems to be the done thing these days. So there's a lot of activity that that goes on at the Facebook page. Um, which obviously has a very complex name, isn't something simple to say. So I'll give you guys a link so you can share that with people. Um, but it's uh, if you type in Roots of Magic on Facebook, the Roots of Magic, you'll find us. And I try to visit forums and other places that gamers congregate as often as possible and, and update them with how things are going as well. But you can always you know, ask me a question via any one of those ways, and I'd be more than delighted to, to discuss it with you in sickening detail. You're also on Twitter as well, aren't you? Yes, hashtag the roots of magic. No, I think that's it. If people want to get involved now, is that the you know is through the Facebook page the best way to reach out to you? Yes, that would be the best way. Because I'm sure that someone who's listening to this is going, this is the game that I have wanted forever. How do I play it now? <laughs> Come and find me, and I'll sort you out. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dennis, yep. for coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Conrad, you not so much. <laughs> you had me earlier, that's why. I did. This is like the sixth episode of Fool's Daily I've recorded with Conrad today. <sighs> no, you know I love you. So, until next time, I have been Mike. I've been Conrad, not Des. And I've been Des. Peace out. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>